0: I'ma say what I feel And I promise to keep it real Welcome to the rainbow So you wanna be a rider? Well you gotta be a writer your fears are diminishing, the doubts are behind ya. It's hard to grind, and the business got me stressed in the rent room. We let that shit up off our chest. You know the street nerd has got no time for no caca sass in class. Yes, they miss a bowl of Never have to guess when you're listening to Hilliard. He gon' bring more no game than a shark playing billiards. It's all about the crap screen. screenwriting. It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening. Your pen and words are like bullets in a gun. Write what you feel, say what you want. Welcome to the rent room.
1: Yeah, what's up, y'all? It's your boy Hilliard Guest, and you guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room, where we keep it street, we keep it opinionated, we keep it what? Two thousand and fifteen. Yeah. That, that, that basement man. Uh, hey, yeah. oh. oh my lord! I
2: don't know. Yeah. Tighten <laughs> up.
1: It's your boy, Hillary guests as I've already said. Thank hey, you guys for listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room. <clears throat> so on this show, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture, but our focus is always screenwriting, stories, craft, and shit like that. Yes. What? So y'all hear the voices. Mm-hmm. Lisa B., yeah. Lisa yeah. Bolacaja over there. The original L. Boogie. <laughs> My man, Kevin Killerbrew in the house. whoa <laughs> <laughs> oh, good lord! So y'all say we're gonna be silly today. Y'all know how we do it on the rat room. So look ahead. If you guys are grown, let's go on ahead and get it in. Mm-hmm. So today we got a cool ass episode for you guys today. Lisa came up with a cool little topic because she crazy well, like that. Sometimes
3: when we're doing <laughs> a lot of times when we're doing the podcast, either we're we're talking to guests or we're mm-hmm. talking about. The craft itself I think it's always cool To chop it up And talk about What's going on in Hollywood You know Our thoughts on it Because I think that it helps Writers kind of think about You know We get so caught up in writing mm-hmm. That we need to understand What's going on in the business Like what's sure. going on You know What's the water cooler Conversation like So A <laughs> mm-hmm. lot, of, lot of cool things have Been happening uh, Number one What you even heard I'm devastated Because I read in Variety Mm. So you read now? <laughs> <laughs> I always read, variety. It ain't all
2: audio books.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sitting here. I'm not chewing gum. I have uh, Hilliard has a lovely... We're in, and By the way, we're in Hilliard's lovely new yeah.
2: Hollywood office. What's up here? We're
3: here at the I lot. Know, I know we mentioned it last pictures. week. But we have <laughs> this gorgeous view of the mountains.
2: It's nice, people.
3: Oprah's next door, literally. She's it's next door. It's nice, people. Here at the lot studios in Hollywood. Yeah. You know how we do. So we're hanging out, and... I'm devastated because I just, just read, like I said in Variety, that Mickey Fisher's show, Extant, has been, it's mm-hmm. not it's not coming back for another season. I guess uh, Halle Berry wants to go do some type of what, courtroom drama, which I don't want to see. <laughs> Got enough courtroom dramas. I only say that really? because I really like the, the, the concept of, of black people, sci-fi. Something creative and different. I really love Mickey Fisher's story about how the show came about. Mm-hmm. Mickey Fisher, if you're listening, come on, um, yes, Definitely would love come to have on, you come on the love show. To talk to you. Um, I love the fact that when I would live tweet the show, a lot of times he would like retweet my stuff and mm-hmm. was really interactive with fans and things like that. So I'm really, I'm really sad to see the show go, but I'm I'm really proud of the work that he did and and his journey. So a little bit of sadness for me because you know it's like we don't get to see that much. Number one, sci-fi. But especially sci fi that features a lot of black characters. And they had some I'm, gorgeous black people.
2: I'm show. just curious how much of the show idea was his. Mm-hmm. And how much was it changed by CBS? Mm, I'd be, I'd be curious. Like what
1: that f- original script
0: looked like. You mean? Well,
2: yeah. Did how or just his original concept? I'm sure they did his original pilot. But mm-hmm. what was like his? This is what I want to do. And what mm-hmm. did CBS say? Well, this is what we need to do because we have Halle Berry and mm-hmm. Steven Spielberg mm-hmm. and you know who else. So it'd be interesting to find out how that went down for yeah,
1: him. No doubt. That's a good mm-hmm.
3: And you know, so it's it's it was disappointing, but I was just really excited, and I I was one of those people that stuck with it. So, congrats to Mickey for, one, getting the show on the air and having for two seasons. I would definitely be buying the DVD. It will go into my collection.
2: Beat a lot of the odds. Yeah.
3: And I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm a little sad to see it go because it was, you know, I like to see shows that grow and try to figure out where they're coming from. And I just love the journey of that particular writer mm-hmm. um, getting a show. So, that. And, uh, of course, there's other things that's going on. We'll get into it. But I just wanted to say, Hey. What you want to call This episode right here What you want to call uh, it? it? just to chop it, it up just to chop it up Yeah, that's cool Stuff Stuff and stuff Stuff And of course you guys know That the movie The Martian Came out
2: mm-hmm.
3: And uh, I did go see it
2: mm-hmm. I
3: enjoyed it very much I saw I, I I cried when Damon You know Matt Damon cried I heard the it was movie. amazing I haven't seen I it I heard it was, it was great anybody. too Um I, it, there was never a dull moment, because mm-hmm. a lot of times. Because the, the cool thing about this this movie is it's based on like real science, even though a lot of it's fantastical.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And, and so on. But a lot of it uh, dealt with a lot of real science. So it was really believable. Uh, once again, I still will not be one of those people who will ever volunteer to leave planet Earth. Really? Because uh, yeah. I figure we have everything we need here. <laughs> and if Martians want to visit, they can come see us. <laughs> I don't need to go up so there and struggle.
2: And, and I need a full proof that. back I'm, I'm not, Yeah, <laughs> I'm
3: not trying to live that struggle life mm-hmm. up on Mars. But it was, it was, it, it's one of those movies like it made me feel the way I did when I saw gravity. I uh. will even say this. Because at the end of Gravity, I'm so happy to see What's-Her-Name survive. We've been through that journey. Mm-hmm. I think The Martian takes it up another notch mm-hmm. in the storytelling mm-hmm. and just the involvement. Because it's not just one character. There's several characters. Mm-hmm. And and it does something that I think I really love now in terms of narrative storytelling. It's not about the one hero. Because Matt Damon's character, and this is not a spoiler, he <laughs> does team, not right? save himself. <laughs> he saves himself in terms of being on Mars and figuring out how to survive until he can get some help. But there's a team. But it really, it's about community, and it's really about all kinds of characters working together. Mm-hmm. I appreciated the diversity that I was seeing, but... Mm-hmm.
2: Segway. They're, they're segway. Segway.
3: And I want to get you guys' opinion on this, because, mm-hmm. you know, um, there were some... People in the Asian American community Who were complaining That the Martian Basically whitewashed uh, Asian characters That were originally In the book The Martian Which is true mm-hmm. And that were whitewashed And made white I will say this though One of the characters uh, Of course my man uh, Chewy Edge Four, Shout out to Chewy Is what the character black out. In the book? What's interesting Here's the thing I did not read the book mm-hmm. okay. I would read the book now. I had heard about the book when it came out. I love the story of how the book came about because the writer, uh, forgive me, I can't remember his name, but you guys can Google it. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, he wrote it, you know, he wrote it on his own. And basically, he tried to shop it around. No one wanted to buy it. So people encouraged, he started putting it chapters on his own blog. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? People encouraged him, like, you should sell it on Kindle. So basically, he self-published and put it on Kindle, formatted it for Kindle. Mm-hmm. Somebody, somewhere, big time, you know, publisher saw it Bought the book Mm, Really Repackaged it And you know Hollywood picked it up And now it's a big thing You know And it's an amazing story So shout out to that writer For sticking to your dreams Mm -hmm. And and writing Even when other people Were telling you "Uh, That's not for us Because you will definitely Find your audience But I guess there were characters In the book Like I said Who were Asian But Chiwetel He plays a character Which I thought Was interesting in the movie He plays a character Who is Indian As in East Asian Indian
2: Oh that's and, right That's right And yeah. black
3: So he's half black Because uh, I think it's like His character's name Is Dr. Kapoor Or something like that mm. But there's a line In the movie He says Well you know My, my dad's uh, Hindu Or Hindi Does he have And American my mom's anything? Baptist he just... No he just he not like a regular brother. Regular. A regular American brother mm. I would have loved To have heard His own British accent yeah, Which I'm is always true. sexy But I thought It was cool That he was like A black You know He was a mm. black Desi You mm. know, and. That was really cool But I didn't realize That from the book Originally I guess It was just You know A regular East Indian Indian mm-hmm. character But what do you guys Think about that Because a lot of times Black people We complain a lot About being whitewashed And erased uh, From stories Especially when it's Making the trans- the translation From book To film There's a lot Of um, Controversy A lot of talk in, in the industry When we do When we do Race bending mm-hmm. Which is basically A character that might have Been originally white We turn them black Yada, yada. So I'm, oh. I'm happy that the Asian-American community is actually coming up and saying something. Because usually yeah. black folks are the one complaining about stuff. What do you guys think? I think you have a
1: really, really good point. Um, I just know as, as somebody who let, – let's look at it like this. Say you get hired to rewrite something, right? Or even to adapt something. You're looking at this world with all these characters in it. And they could either be like I've told you about, I'm doing a re right now for these for this this company, right? And it's mainly guys in the entire script. <laughs> I mean there's one woman, I believe, and there's another woman who comes in like way at the end. <clears throat> and but otherwise there's like no women hardly at all. And so I decided, well, I think we need another strong woman character. Matter of fact, we need a couple strong mm-hmm. women characters who are really a part of the story right. who Aren't just brought in because They're brought in another way So Mm -hmm. I'm just Asking this Just to help this out Right So what I'm going with this is The same thing that happens with You adding those women characters The same thing that happens with When you adapt Like from a book Mm -hmm. Into a screenplay Say you have all these You know Characters that are Asian Or you know um, Latino or whatever But your lead character Happens to be one particular way And in the book Some other I think that and we've talked about this many times on other shows. A lot of times, if you don't write what
2: it is, it's assumed
1: it's something else. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if, and I'm just speculating mm-hmm. here. I wonder.
2: What is it assumed, Hill?
1: <laughs> it's assumed they're white.
2: Okay. Right? Yeah, this yeah, is that's go- yeah. the assumption. That's the right? default character. That's the default character. That's the default character. Yes.
1: And I wonder if he just left it, <clears throat> not against me, what's the word? Uh, what's the word? Would you, would you just leave it neutral? Yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. he left it okay. neutral. Okay, he okay. left it neutral because mm-hmm. I know, because okay, yeah, I know a lot of a lot of my, um, I don't know if you guys do it, but didn't we never really talked about it from your writing point of view. Mm-hmm. A lot of my other black writers and people of color, black and Latino in particular, friends of mine, who I know, are writing them more neutral. Mm-hmm. You know, from the, the unless it's a very specific character for whatever reason, mm-hmm. they just leave it neutral. As a matter of fact, some people still use that. Could be any ethnicity. Just so you know. It should at least be ethnic, you know. So what do you got? I, I don't know if I answered uh, your that's not about. how
2: I write. Well, let me let me let me just say <laughs> I'm this. Very specific. Let's, let's first talk about what <laughs> like the
3: I'm letting y'all know who is what because okay. I want to see those people. She's
2: straight up. I'm not
3: going to be no neutral. What is What's the
2: girl's name that wrote the um, the sci-fi book? And she went, and they had put the, a white girl on the cover, and she w- livid. Oh, I know. She, what you're no, about. she at the, she was at the Loyola Marymount thing. You know, what I'm talking about.
3: Are you talking about Analo or Analo or Netti?
2: Analo, I think it was Analo. Analo's book, okay. And then she went around and she, pulled, she said, Who, what is this? Mm-hmm. And they had put a white girl on the cover. And a, and a woman had written to her and they said, "I want a white woman wrote, wrote her and said, thank you for reminding me that this character is black. Because Analo just kept saying, I kept saying the character was black. And she said, they have a tenacity. hmm you know, the audacity to put a white girl on the cover when clearly she knew that that character was not. So I'm like, even beyond what you said. Mm-hmm. So going back to The Martian, right? So,
1: But they did that with Margaret Nagel's movie, remember? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: So here's the, here's what they, they were saying, right? Okay, so it's the filmmaker, because who did that? Not Zemeckis. Who's the guy that did... Martian Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott,
3: also known as apartheid Scott. No, I'm just so, kidding. <laughs> Only because he did, you know, he when he did the the Exodus movie, and we. Oh,
2: uh, we're we not even gonna talk about yes. Exodus some, somebody, but I love somebody Ridley somebody Scott somebody brought that up and they said, well, do you? What did you expect when he did Exodus and everybody in Exodus was, mm-hmm. you know. But anyway, so there. Uh, what a lot of people are saying are what you've seen on some of these boards is, it's the director's decision to cast whoever they want to cast. It's an adaptation of the book, right? So to that, I say this. There is that. Where, it's an adaptation of the there book, is which that. is fine. Right. But to that, I say this. For you, I think about Rent, uh-huh. the play Rent, mm-hmm. or Hamilton, which is the hottest thing on Broadway mm-hmm. right now, the right? The hip-hop one. The hip-hop Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Um, when that guy, true when Jonathan Larson truly wrote Rent, mm-hmm. he truly, <clears> as, a pers- <throat> as a white guy, said, mm-hmm. I just don't. Doesn't matter. So when they started coming in, he's like, oh, yeah, okay. You'll be Tom Collins, which was um,
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, uh, Jesse Martin. Jesse Martin. You'll be, and then the boy one, the Puerto Rican one, the mm-hmm. Tony, twi- you know, and he said, you'll be this, and it'll be Idina will Yeah, mm-hmm. you'll be Angel. You'll be uh, Maureen. Mm-hmm. You'll be. So he and his mind mm-hmm. are, had, had already been expanded. You're dealing with people who have not expanded their minds. You see what I'm saying? If you don't hang around,
1: especially people over 50. I have an issue with people. If you don't don't hang around
2: people (laughs) who have not expanded their minds, no no matter what age they are, Mm. who have not expanded their minds, then you're going to have a problem with their myopia. That's all they're going to see is their world, Mm -hmm. the the world. But but
3: even when the book tells you this person is
2: this. (laughs) It doesn't matter. They can adapt it and go. This is their point. They can Mm. adapt it and go. We're going to look at the dude Cameron Crowe did Aloha. In Hawaii. And see what happened in that movie. Oh, wait, and they were saying, Well, it was a, it's an army base and there's a and it, it, that's where it took place and there were white people on the army base. So I'm like, Really? Is that what you're gonna use? That it's an army yeah. base in Hawaii yeah. and it was full of white people? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's just like as you guys know, I don't watch no friends and I don't watch no <laughs> Frasier. Fuck those motherfuckers. I love Fraser. Fuck Frasier. And fuck France. I love. Should Frasier. I say it again?
3: Because
2: <laughs> <laughs> you're in New York and there's no people of color. Well, I Frazier's
3: agree. in Seattle. Wasn't Frazier like in Seattle? Fuck, it. It no, Frazier's well it in either. New York. It got black he wasn't it. in New York. Yes, yes he was. was. I thought he was like on the. You
2: on, thought no, wrong. He was in Chicago. You, I think he was Chicago. Whatever it was, yeah. you just trying to get, trying to give him a pass. Yes. Fuck that <laughs> motherfucker. Why no, he getting
3: a hard pass? Because didn't, didn't, didn't the Frazier single had like the. It did have that. Now, I
1: think
2: you're right. Yeah, he's on. Doesn't matter if it was in Chicago, L.A., whatever. There's nothing but white people. He was in True. Seattle. I'd to I look it up. Somebody look it up at Google for me. I could have sworn Seattle. Like look it up. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, but the point is that when you have myopia and somebody does not call you out on that, and who was saying that You know, they have to be people have to be called out? Mm-hmm. And nobody's saying, and here you get all this crap, it's, it's people want affirmative action. Oh, people, you know, they only make up 12% of the population. Oh, they only do this. And I'm like, well, look, hold on, hold on. There's a whole entire world Out there Mm -hmm. A whole entire world That does not think Like America thinks
3: Yeah it was By the way It was Seattle So I was right
2: Well still Uh,
3: So it's Seattle Washington So I I was in Seattle Two years ago But 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 We're talking about We're talking about Frazier's income bracket And he did have a couple Black characters He had the neighbor upstairs The black uh, character upstairs That he got into fights with all the time. Yeah.
1: What, uh, what season did that come in? Like season <laughs> five or something? <laughs> I'm just After
2: saying. After the show was sliding down here. I'm just saying. But so, my, so the thing is, there's myopia, and that myopia has to be cured by exposure. Mm-hmm. And I think it's great that now, um, you know, we're not going to get into a political discussion, but these some of these kids that are coming up in the Republican Party are like, Well, we don't understand why there's this big issue. Like Meghan McCain, she's mm-hmm. like, I don't understand why there's this big issue about gay marriage and abortion. I mean, those are social issues that we don't even deal with. You know, we're talking about being <laughs> fiscal <laughs> Yeah, she's like this is, we're talking about fiscal conservative, but the those issues are that's those are moot points. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. That's how they're starting to talk. Like what are mm-hmm. you talking that's ridiculous? So
1: meaning like we don't care like it's not the Yeah we don't care. Or? Like
2: third generation Yeah they just, just dead, don't care. Though. Like Jamie Uh, uh, Fox was talking to, you know, he was on some radio thing and he was saying, you know, they shouldn't call it marriage because that'll hinder them from getting what they want. So he said, I took my daughter's, my daughter and her friends to the movies. Mm -hmm. And he asked him, what do you think about gay marriage? Oh, dad, you old people are always on you know, about Mm -hmm. words and whatever. One of our friends has known he was gay since he was eight and, Mm -hmm. you know, we just want them to be happy and in love. And you guys are always worried about labels and Mm -hmm. names. So when you break down those borders and now you've got the internet which has made this truly a global village. Mm -hmm. So if you're not in that type of mindset of opening yourself up like maybe this can be somebody else or maybe this can be somebody or looking now I'm going to go here. Sometimes you just don't look at other people as people.
3: But I think, well yeah I've always said that a lot of times they don't don't see people as as humans. That's right. And they can't see themselves as us. But I just, I, I don't know whenever I see people who don't
2: Who put movies up there and only see themselves in it? But that's you're talking about. That's the default. Look at let's look at the big flap they had. I don't think Matt Damon is racist by any means.
3: He just toned
1: down. Project Greenlight. Yeah, he just toned down. But he (laughs)
2: but he made a statement based on his myopia.
1: Mm -hmm. And I had to watch that a couple times because I got confused (laughs) by what he was saying. I I I thought Effie was clear, right? Basically, and I'm paraphrasing, now, you already read it, I think, mm-hmm. one of the episodes before. Mm-hmm. I think Effie was basically saying, let's just make sure that we have a nice, um, what's the word she
2: used? Balance or... Yeah,
1: like a balance of, you know, um, diversity or something mm-hmm. in the people that we choose for this position. And, of course, Matt jumped in. I don't know if you've seen it. <laughs> it's all over the fucking internet. Uh Effie's, Matt, exp- Effie's expression told me all I needed oh to know. Oh my god! But yeah. Matt basically jumped in, telling her that whoever's going to get it is basically going to be the best person. It's not on about merit, it. yeah. On yeah. merit, it's not. It's not about diversity. And yeah. I almost thought the reason why I had to watch it a couple times because, <laughs> hear me out. I'm one of those people which keeps me sane. I try to see things from different point of view. That's right. If I just took, oh, well, Effie's right because she's black, That's then right. I would have been wrong. That's so right. If, well, what is he trying to say? That's right. What is he trying to say? And I went, oh, okay. So from his point of view in that moment, I think he was saying, I don't really know what you're talking
3: about, but I think what you're talking about. <laughs> now, first of all, if you, you know? say, I don't know what you're talking about, then maybe you should shut up and listen <laughs> instead of putting your little mansplaining in there. And try to talk about something you clearly don't know what you're talking about. Poor and it bit Matt. you in the butt. And then a week later, you open your mouth again about gay people telling themselves, maybe you shouldn't talk about your sexuality. Yet but we got to watch heterosexuality all the damn time. Yeah, that's a problem. In the media, in the news. So if you're going to do it for one person, you got to do it for everybody. Here's
2: the, here's the other issue, too, that I'm seeing. Matt, that- just
3: shut up and be cute.
2: <laughs> Here's the I other issue the that I'm seeing when, you, when these people are starting to speak now. Whenever somebody starts writing on the message boards about how many women, how many people of color, how many blah, 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 you always get this blowback of oh here us. we go again with this yeah. diversity yeah. thing here mm-hmm. we go and i'm like just has anyone ever said that to you about only seeing your type on the screen right has anyone ever said that about you because
3: um, i know there's some white people a lot of my white friends are tired of seeing white people and everything too it's just like well you talk about my folks scott, get tired he talks no. about scott
2: when, he, when uh-huh. he's like well what's going on here mm-hmm. at first he wasn't thinking that way mm-hmm.
0: but right. now he's like what the heck is going i aware. think
3: part of the the delusion and Let's just call it what it is—the delusion. Mm-hmm. Uh, the and I, let me just let me just okay, say right. this:
2: because we're bringing up these issues, right? Because people don't have, they don't talk about this mm-hmm. in this way. True. So it seems like it's something that's new, or something that's not this, thought of. This
3: conversation has been going on since this is old. Start this it. is old <laughs> stuff, yes. and this is
2: just looking at you having somebody that's traveled, right? right? I go and I see other countries and whatever and looking and, I, and I'm, I'm here to be in this country and to experience this culture right
1: so now you sold a so? you have been around the world now I,
2: <laughs> I can't find my baby still <laughs> but um, I, I think that once again it's that exposure and when you don't have that and you just you're, the, the pompousness of and the arrogance of well that's just what I that's how I view it mm-hmm. and without looking at and Matt Damon to his credit did come on and say damn that's like an asshole he went on to Ellen yeah, and said, I, yeah. "I sounded like a straight asshole." Mm-hmm. Um,
3: Recognize that, yeah. I and I, you
2: know, me. I give it to him Keep because him when you start talking about it's about merit, it ain't about merit. It
3: mm-hmm. is not.
2: It's about connection. Mm-hmm. It's about who you know. Mm-hmm. It's about if they like you. It's about other stuff besides right. merit. I wish if you if you didn't see any of those people, right? They picked those ten people, or you told them we don't want to see your bio. We don't want to see you do no video thing. Mm-hmm. Just send us your short. Mm-hmm they had done that, just send us your short. We don't see no Skype thing from we don't want to see your color. We don't see anything. Mm-hmm. Send us your short and then let's see what they would have picked.
3: Right. Right.
2: Let's see what they would have picked. We're gonna pick from just your short alone. We're gonna pick ten people. Not your bio. Not right. can. Not what you look like. Why can't, they can't. Because if you think about Why can't
1: they? Hear me out. Okay. If you think about any of the programs, we 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 were speaking with Janika and Jashika, you know, earlier mm-hmm. on, on their episode we're gonna air. And when you are trying to get into Disney or Fox or any of those programs mm-hmm. in your application, you have to write your letter of recommendation. You have mm-hmm. to write your letter of intent of why you want to be in the program. Mm-hmm. You have to, and then sometimes you get a phone call if you're in the top 20 mm-hmm. or you have to go into a open, you know, a meeting with the actually sit down. It's the same thing. So they want to see you to make sure you are still able to be able to work with. They, have, they have to they have see, to see you to do that. Because most people are coming from out of state, so they can't just have a phone call with you and fly you to freaking L.A. They need to make sure you're going uh. to be on TV.
2: So they want to see if you're, if you're photogenic and all
1: well, that? Well, I don't know if it's that, but I think Or the old wanna, term is they want to see if you're a culture fit. There might be some of that, but I think they're, they're making a show, too. You know, they're tastic. No,
2: I, I mean, I get that, but I, I'm, just saying, I'm just saying, and I'm not, I'm not just discrediting just that. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying it would be interesting if they went. I see went what you want. Totally. If you're talking about merit, right. go totally on merit. Mm-hmm. Leave all that other shit behind and leave all your, ju- your prejudgments behind so when you see somebody like, oh, they're overweight. Oh, they look like this. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're this color. Oh, they- just, go by what, just go by what they, what they mm-hmm. made and mm-hmm. then pick it from there. Mm-hmm. Then you can say, truly, this is about merit. Right. Mm-hmm. This is about merit. Good point. Because when Good she point. said, because when she said, you know, the, the white girl and the Asian guy, I think they would treat mm-hmm. the prostitute a little. He said, "This is not about that. It's not about that, but you see who they picked as the finalists." Mm-hmm. Two white boys. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the white boy they got looks like powder. They picked Nasferatu. Nasferatu. I call him <laughs> I call him asshole Firatu because <laughs> he's a he's a pure asshole. Mm-hmm. You know, and that might be the way they're editing him, but mm-hmm. they're editing him to be an asshole. I mm-hmm.
1: know oh, I can't figure out if he's just real. You know, Naice. you meet those New York dudes, and they're really like brass, and they short with you, and they don't seem to have that much personality. Mm-hmm. Like, especially the Manhattan dudes, who are just like kind of cold. Mm-hmm. He comes across. I don't know if that's just how he is, or if he's almost like a person who lives inside of his house and just watches. Never, movies. never it just Doesn't yeah. associate with people very yeah. much. But, you know
3: what I mean? And here's the other the the other thing behind that too. If there was a person of color who acted that same way, oh my God. they would be seen as oh, problematic. Right, having an attitude problem. Well, did you hear what Effie said last week? to work week? with. Yeah.
2: Did you hear what Effie said so, last week? Yeah. What? Okay, so this is what happened, people. If you don't watch Project Greenlight, because I certainly <laughs> do not. Project Greenlight. It's interesting. You should. No, watch I, it. You, I used God to, watch, to watch, it watch it in the it. old days. You, you but should I watch it. Project Greenlight is their whole premise is that this is what happens when you really make a film. So they choose these people and then they give them, you know, the script and they get a film to make. Now, Asparatu comes up.
1: Look, Effie is on about 40% of the time, by the way.
2: Right. So, He's on a lot. So Asferatu comes up and he says, uh, they pick him and the first thing he says is He walks down the walks stage. Walks down the stage. Off the stage and says, I just want to talk to you. I want to shoot in film, number one. they're like, He
1: pulls Matt and Ben aside. Mm-hmm. and This is what he
2: says. I want to shoot in film, first of all. And they're like, okay. And he said, because I just think it's a cleaner look or whatever. And also, I'm not trying to throw anybody under the bus, but we should get rid of the writer.
1: That's what he said.
2: And hire somebody else. They said, like, who? You know, I don't know. The guy that wrote, Boys Don't Cry. <laughs> and Ben Affleck said, oh, that great bastion of comedy. Boys okay. Don't Cry. <laughs> okay. So last week, the week before, so what Asparatu does, he's like a spoiled child. He goes around and he says, I don't want to do this. And they, they just kiss, keep kissing his ass, right, giving him whatever. So uh, Peter Farrelly. Is Pirelli his mentor, from the Friendly mm-hmm. Brothers is his mentor, right? So he Effie told him you can't shoot film because Another it's three hundred thousand dollars, and you have a three million dollar budget. Now you want me to take that out of the days, you want me to take that out of whatever. But no, no, I want. To, so she takes him around and shows him what film can look like. This doesn't look right, right? He's yeah, like, it looks the like, same. It looks, it looks, it doesn't look like film. It looks like you know she's showing him digital. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look like film or whatever, right? So he's just being. Yeah, a, she
1: takes him to the company, right? Right.
2: <laughs> and he said, then he goes, so how about your shutter speed fly of the set? And she's like, what is he talking about? I'm about to eat my feelings right now. Where's the pizza? <laughs> so she, he's doing all this stuff, right? So Peter Ferrelli Says to him, calls he,
1: has, the, he has a conversation with Peter. Of he course. has a
2: conversation with Peter, and he calls him up and Peter says, Oh, well, you know, Peter called him and said, I want to, I shot Dumb and Dumber and didn't know the difference. I shot mm-hmm. the first one on film and I shot the second one on digital. I did not know the difference. I want to take you to mm-hmm. a digital house so you can see. So somebody said, Are you going to tell um, Effie? He goes, Maybe Saturday, right? So Effie and Mark, mm-hmm. the other producer,
1: the main producer,
2: right, mm. gets a call from Peter Farrelly, and Peter Ferelli just says, "So you know when I so when I take him to the digital house, blah blah blah." And they're like, "What?" So she puts a thing on. Phone. So people start saying she's rude, right? She's like, "This is what I'm talking about right here. This is what I'm talking about." And so Effie has a conversation with Peter Farrelly about. We do
1: have to set up that Effie and Mark and. <laughs> Asferatu mm-hmm. have been going in for the last five weeks right, about this about film right so now Peter finally calls she is like fed up. Boy, so wait a minute, wait a minute.
2: and also he has not picked his location they can't they have not at this point they have not secured yeah. their cast. Nothing so is good enough. all this enough. shit Nothing is just is you know dangling, right so Asferatu go uh, <laughs> has a, a talk with Peter. Peter calls them. And says, so when I take him, blah, blah, blah. And so Effie was like, well, what are you talking about? She said, we've had this conversation. I took him there. I showed him. He said no. Mm -hmm. And he says, well, I'm just trying to help, you know, blah, blah, blah. She says, well, I just feel like, you know, this is. You're overstepping. You're overstepping your your lane, your boundary, right? So he's like, well, I just don't think that that is and blah, blah, blah. So Mark, Jobert, the guy, the other producer, is just like, oh, my goodness. So Peter Ferrelli quits. He quits. He said, Effie wants too much drama, and I'm not about that. So
3: Making m- her look like the angry black woman, so Mark goes, as opposed to this dude. Right, who, they, who uh, they should take talked, to task. Yeah.
2: They should get together and take him to task, like parents with a child, mm-hmm. and say, why are you acting like this? But they keep coddling him and kissing his ass and all this kind of stuff, right? So he goes. Uh, he Which says, they would I, never do for a woman director. Or somebody else. Oh, yeah. did,
1: okay. did we mention, by the way? That when he and the writer who he wanted to fire, by the way
2: Oh we
1: gotta tell Oh, that.
2: Wait, wait, we talk, we'll get to that one. Later. Okay, wait, okay, wait, wait, go, wait, ahead, wait. go ahead. So anyway, so anyway, Effie comes in and um, so he he's Peter Frell says, I quit, but I'm still gonna mentor the boy, right? And the boy says, like, I just don't understand what's going why is this and why are we having this? And I'm like, you are that naive to know that you're the one causing all this chaos. And you're pretending like you're not the one doing it. But anyway, so she comes in the next time, the next show, and Mark is on the phone talking to Ben Affleck, and he says, "Peter really quit." And Ben Affleck's like, "What?" Because Matt Damon asked him as a favor to do this. What? Why did he quit? He goes, "Well, I guess you know he he um, was going to take Asperatu to the digital house, and
3: and Effie got a little upset." She'd already taken him there. She'd
2: already taken him there, and she felt that Mark, uh, that Peter kind of overstepped his lane. And so Ben was, who acted probably like the only adult in the whole thing, because mm-hmm. Effie was, she could have handled that a little differently, too. I'm not saying that Effie was completely mm-hmm. um, without blame, you know. But uh, she even says that I could have handled it differently, too. Mm-hmm. So she did get, get a little pissy. But, um, so Ben is like, oh, my God, you know, okay, well, what's going on? So Matt was, I guess, doing something for the mm-hmm. Martian. He didn't know what yeah. was going on. My other thing about Ben them is, got
1: upset, though, but he was he wasn't showing. He's was like, now I'm angry. You know, and yeah, he was he's like, yeah,
2: yeah now I am angry." but he was kind of cool about it. Yeah. Right. But here's my other thing about them. Why are they letting all this go? This is their show. Mm-hmm. And all this shit is going on without them knowing anything. That's a little squirrely to me, too. Um, they're, they're, they're not really
1: attached. to They
2: just pop in.
1: Okay. You know, Mark is the main dude. Mark He's, he's right. the main producer,
2: right? Because Mark goes, you know, and so it's Effie like just comes, having their names on, it and they show right, up. They show you know up. I mean? Well, wait. So wait, wait. So Effie comes in. She goes, "Talk smack." I just want to hear you talking smack. So he tells her, "Peter quit." She said, "Because of the conversation we had on Friday," and he goes, "Yeah." She said, "Oh, well, that's great." Like that. And He goes, "No, it's not great because people are upset." Yeah. Effie
1: all the way to the top. To HBO. All the way to the top. 30. They're yes. upset.
2: Anyway, make yeah. a long story. Effie, sec- Effie was like, you know, you don't take your toys and you go home. I mean, adults sit down. We have a conversation mm-hmm. about this. You just don't quit. But the way that he framed it was Effie likes drama. Now, do, does he know Effie? No. Does he know if Effie she likes drama? Said
1: we've had like two conversations. We have like, two we conversations. Even,
2: Why would he say yeah. that? That's what right. I'm saying about once again, you see this black woman with dreads mm-hmm. and... You think she likes drama because she's not kissing you. And people are like, oh, Peter Farrelly has directed oh, because, this and dubbed And also
3: this. because of assumptions that white people have about black people and black women in particular. That's right. And like I said, there's this delusion in filmmaking where they think that when we're and getting back to the idea of, of whitewashing characters, especially in The Martian, is the idea that whiteness is the universal thing. And there's this this. Logic that they have That the reason why They have to cast So many white characters Is because they have To be appealing To, to overseas every, right. And mm-hmm. to everybody true. As whiteness that's As universal And true. it's not Because Guys, right now be Exactly what they would but say But here's the thing The new thing now Is everybody knows If you're keeping up With film Is everything has to appeal To the Chinese market
2: mm-hmm.
3: That means more action Okay And less script And less script you know and so it's kind of like this delusion that we're going under is that well if we have as many white people as possible uh that was blown away last summer when fast, fast and and furious. furious came out when well, seven was it? seven of the characters there was only one white character yeah. well, look right? at, look Paul at, Walker was the only white and he, character and he
2: wasn't there and look at Jurassic World and he you could have put a, a, yeah. you could have put a potato in Chris Pratt's role <laughs> and really it was about the dinosaurs <laughs> It was about the dinosaurs. You could have really dressed, dressed up. You could up a really potato was. in those khakis and be like, "Okay, here comes the potato." And <laughs> so and and what's her name? Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah. You could put a potato in her dress. <laughs> so stop it. and just had the dinosaurs. Oh, we're going to see these dinosaurs <laughs> eat this potato. Mm-hmm. So my point, you're right. Mm-hmm. To the point is that she got to open up.
3: Well, I mean, and they're not. And for them to, you know, and f- for for Ridley Scott to take those characters who were uh, clearly Asian in the book and put white what? people in there, it's like, it was another missed opportunity. Even though there was a lot of, of, of characters of color, they even had like, they even went to China, getting the international bent in there. It, I saw some good things in it, mm-hmm. but when I learned about like, oh, well, damn, like there was actually more Asian characters that could have been in there, but you kind of didn't put them in there because you needed the white girl up there and some of the white dude up well, there.
2: Well, they said that it wasn't, uh, well, was, there's a whole discussion about all that, but let, let me reiterate to you to the listening audience, we are not, sitting here saying that every movie should be should have no white people in it that's not what we're saying we're saying because this is a mindset that has to be broken right Mm -hmm. and the mindset is that white is default right of everything. Correct. Mm-hmm. I mean, even the guy, the homeless guy on the street has to be white. Yeah. What do people of color but get? Let's
1: just be real. That's what casting directors know.
2: That's what they know. Mm-hmm. It's
1: their job to try to be more diverse. That's right. To try but to they go, don't do that. You know, like, they,
3: how about like go outside and take some pictures and look at some people? Like like
1: my friend Pam, who's a big casting, director, she actually would prefer that you did it more neutral so that she can decide what it is Mm -hmm. so she's gonna go diverse Mm -hmm. first Mm -hmm. you know what I mean Mm
2: -hmm. but you can I mean you could still like for instance I'm doing a sci-fi whatever it is piece right now Mm -hmm. and the character is a woman but I just said red afro White women have red afros. Mm. Asian. I've seen red afros on people of different ethnicities, mm. not just black women. Mm. So there's a bunch of Jewish women. Oh <laughs> my god! You're talking. See that? Yeah. i mafia. Yeah. So it's just, it's just. You can still just be creative. That's your job to be creative in casting. Mm-hmm. That's your job to think outside the box. But don't just use the default like they're the best actress or they're the and that you can,
3: assumption that they right, are yeah. that they are the yeah. best
2: actress or you and then say we can say the same thing about women over 40 mm-hmm. you know they don't want to, unless you're Meryl Streep mm-hmm. um, so yeah, it's just getting out of that myopia and it's getting out of that <clears throat> comfort of and, and the audience is lazy too oh yeah the audience is very you audience, not our audience, your audience, you guys are great. You're fantastic. We love you.
3: But those other people. But who don't those other to people the over there, they're lazy <laughs>
2: who don't listen to this number one podcast. They're assholes. Um They're just they're lazy. Mm-hmm. You, they give them pat and then then it becomes a catch twenty two thing. Is it is the audience lazy or is it that they're choices are restrictive so they just pick the best thing that they see the, the lesser of evils mm-hmm. I don't know because the audience is not clamoring to say we want to see more you know whatever right. we, we want to see fast uh, 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 Transformers mm-hmm. you know they did that writer's room for the Transformers well, <laughs> <laughs> did you know that yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. they did a writer's they did a writer's room for the Akiva Goldsmith hired these people and they did a writer's room for the Transformers oh, really?
3: yeah you didn't know that mm. oh mm-hmm. good lord well moving on from that mm-hmm um, there's an article that came out that was in Fortune magazine. It was talking about a study that shows how women directors get blocked in uh, directing. And this, the study was actually released uh, past Tuesday. It was called "Gender and Short Films: Emerging Female, Female Filmmakers and the Barriers Surrounding Their Careers." And this was conducted by Stacy Smith, PhD. And this was through the Media Diversity and Social Change Initiative at USC's Annenberg School for Communications and Journalism. And what they found was this, that many film directors, um, many of their careers, because, you know, in this business, they always say, you know, well, in the olden days, a few years back, it was like the way to to be a director and break in was do a short film. Mm -hmm. You know, so everyone just short films. They try to get film festivals. They try to get seen. They put stuff on YouTube. Mm -hmm. But what they found is that when women make short films, They do not get the same support or mentorship or the same financing that their male counterparts get all the time. And I can attest to this because the situation that happened at um, Sundance, whenever I was telling you about the movie Advantageous, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, where Miss Fang did a wonderful job of co-writing and directing that, um, where basically you had a a filmmaker – uh, Asian woman Asian filmmaker woman, yep. who had a fantastic <clears throat> film. If you haven't seen Advantageous, it's on Netflix. Check it out. One of those smart sci-fi films. And the gentleman who endedly, eventually ended up directing the Jurassic Park, Jurassic World movie that just came out. Mm. Both were in Sundance Trevor, at the same Trevor. time. Yeah, right. Trevor. And Steven Spielberg reached out and said, "Yes, this male dude who has a penis like I do, <laughs> 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 he is the anointed one." Coming out of Sundance, no one knows who you are. You are going to direct this multi-billion dollar budget movie, blah, blah, blah. And yet we have these other film, female filmmakers who come out the coming out the box at the same time. Great product. They're not getting the financial support or the mentorship to get these. And then what men say is, well, there's just not that many women directors who are good enough. So it's that catch-22. Mm-hmm. And the study basically gives men facts. It gives them receipts and proves to them that women are not getting – they're blocked. Literally, women directors are blocked. You know, and this is a problem. And one of the things I've been seeing on Twitter has been a couple of people. I ain't gonna shout out no people's names on Twitter, but you know who he is. It was one dude who was saying something like, "Oh, so women want us to do a quota system now?" You know, you can get your bingo cards out. (laughs) Sexist, racist, those people. They use the same terminology for everything. They always go back to a quota, and they always talk about merit. And when anyone talks about quota and they start talking about merit, my racist. Sexist ding, 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 ding. goes off ding ding <laughs> ding ding. Because what you're saying is that you don't think those people are qualified or good enough, you know, to get there, as if white dudes, dude bros, you know. Automatically get there Because they're automatically talented When it has been proven Over and over again Like for example We were talking about Guillermo de Toro mm-hmm. How a lot of filmmakers Have been really lucky And blessed by him Because he's looking on YouTube For new stuff oh, yeah. And then he's like on, Hey too. yeah And
1: putting them in the front And
3: putting them in Like hey I really like this film I mean it'd be I mean I don't know If he's done that For any female filmmakers mm-hmm. You know, it'd be nice if we had some more of that, if we had some people like on the level of Steven Spielberg, who's going to Sundance, who's picking penises all the time mm-hmm. and get a couple of vaginas, <laughs> you know, basically. <laughs> like there are so many talented women who get blocked. They're not getting support. They're not getting the financing. I mean, I'm thinking of Catherine Hardwick, who did Twilight, the first Twilight movie that fucking made millions. Mm-hmm. OK, put that movie on the map.
2: I worked with her. Do you know that? Yeah,
3: no, I did not and then to have her not to be asked to come back to direct the second film after it made so much money or given an opportunity to direct something on a bigger scale. So it's this consistent consistent thing that's been going on. It's 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 frustrating. I mean, Gina Davis with mm-hmm. her her group has been talking about this. So her list just came out again? Yeah, her list just recently came out in terms of like just female filmmakers getting the opportunity to do these things. Mm-hmm. And it's really frustrating because once again we are We are closing up avenues from maybe some really creative and inventive storytelling.
0: Go ahead. Go ahead. Because you you had a revelation. Mm
3: -hmm. So you know, I mean, it's frustrating, and when I see these studies, because before we would say these things, and people were like, "Oh, that's not true," but we're giving you facts. They have done studies for years, so I I don't know what the solution is besides hire more women, uh, mentor more women. Well, you were talking on an episode
1: before. About how, like, like Gina Davis, for instance, is one of those components of. You can start. It's it's not about all of a sudden all your all your characters are are women, Mm -hmm. but just simply seeing people in the background opens up a
3: world. Mm -hmm. Fifty
1: percent women. Fifty percent women. Let them cross the world. Oh, it was great. Like for example,
3: in The Martian, Mm -hmm. there are a lot of women in the background that went. There are a lot of women in the characters. There were two of them who were the astronauts. There was a couple of them who were like. Um, in terms of main characters who spoke You know mm-hmm. um, Who were at the, the the NASA You know And then you, you saw a lot of them in the background A lot of people in the color in the background sure. Which was nice Small things like that really helped Because like oh they are there You know in terms of speaking roles and things like that I mean it, it's, it's a problem Because in that study I just talked about just now They said that women directed just 4.1% Of the top grossing movies from 2002 to 2014 so out of the top grossing movies, 4.1% were women.
2: And TV episodes, they don't get to direct a lot either. They don't get in because they consider that to be another way in for and them And there's too. this
3: really stupid assumption that women cannot direct action films. Like, they think that's the domain that's of women. Say. Like, did you motherfuckers not see... Uh, uh, who was it? She just won, She was like the first woman to win for Best Director a couple years ago. And I love her. And I know why her name's escaping me. She did uh, Near Dark. Hmm. Um Strange days. Come
0: on, people.
2: I don't know. It is like you have to, but you know that that is that women don't do. But action. they do. Women don't do horror. They do.
3: They do. Men are just not supporting them. Well, like they, they think black people don't do horror. You
2: know what I mean? Or sci-fi. It's ridiculous. Let's not go under there. But I mean, once again, like I said, it's about exposing. I mean, you know, get somebody on here. Mm-hmm. Talking about those I'm genres. sorry It's Catherine Bigelow Sorry Catherine oh, see, She's one, one of go. my
3: heroes But anyway Kath- If you've ever seen the opening Not to cut you off but I don't want to make sure you get the- If you've ever seen The fucking opening Of Strange Days Like just watch The first ten minutes Of that opening Okay It's badass It's straight Almost like a one shot The action It's so intense It's like Why isn't she not
2: directing Because the movie Didn't do well
3: It doesn't matter Here's the thing <laughs> I'll really tell matters. you No no That's I'll tell you why though. It doesn't matter because there's a lot of do bros who do films right. that are not that good right. who still get the fucking opportunity You're to go. Right. On, and not only fucking get the opportunity to do it, but can do flops and still get hired to do work. It is unfair for women to like not to be able to do right. a film right. where it's a flop, where it's like it might not be her fault, it might not be, maybe people just weren't ready for that, but they have the talent to be able to direct something else. It's like they women get one shot, one and done. Mm-hmm. whereas. These do bros Fucking get opportunities They make the shittiest movies And yet we still keep
2: Coming back to them To make more movies Well they're phoning it in And you get uh, There's a certain level
3: It's the boys network
0: The boys Boys club And it needs to
3: stop I'm here to abolish And to smash the patriarchy In Hollywood And I say that because Sometimes you know you got to look outside yourself because somebody might tell that story in a more effective, interesting way and make you some money. Why would you not? If we're at more than fifty, 50 we're over fifty-two percent of the population. Why aren't we able because to tell our stories? Because they're fearful.
2: People are fearful of losing their power. They're fearful of risk taking. F- and uh, my thing is, if you're going to lose your job or lose your shirt, you might as well lose it in a big way. This is a reason why we have remakes and reboots and all this, you know, over and over and over, because nobody wants to do.
1: Nobody uh, wants to take a chance. Ordinary
2: people Mm -hmm. and taxi driver Mm -hmm. and the graduate and you know, why should
1: you mess with those?
2: Well, I'm saying, but even but even then, they took chances. They were like we can have a diversity of movies Mm -hmm. and show there's you don't have to have all Transformers and all you know Ant-Man or whatever Wasp Man (laughs) and whatever you can have something with a man which we Thor uh,
3: which not only are they let you know but they put man in the title to let you know
2: (laughs) Ant-Man you know Uh, Garbage Man Superman Batman Batman we don't have to have all those all the time and then they go get the girl who look like Skinny Minnie to be Wonder Woman Mm -hmm. and it's like you know what honey you just ain't working for me <laughs> but i guess that's their you know we're gonna look outside for her but it's it's a fear there's a huge fear and it's okay there's there's one thing that i said i hate to keep going back to them ben affleck remember when he Louis uh, lewis gates hid the fact that he had a slave and uh ans- that owned slaves and ben the, oh, the, oh, you, the, yeah, the uh, emails leaked out gotcha. that he had gone to the president and said, well, "Should I? Should I do this?" And you know, they don't, they weren't the ones paying Lewis Gates. It was yeah, you know, Lewis, yeah, PBS was paying him, so he should not even be involved. Yeah, John, well, you was, should what?
1: tell the, the audience what you're talking about.
2: Just so ben, people don't know what. You're so about. Ben Affleck, there's a, there's a show called Your Roots talks about your roots, mm-hmm. and this guy comes on. He's been doing it for a while. His name is Lewis Gates, Henry Lewis Gates, and Henry Lewis Gates uh, did Ben Affleck's roots, and Ben Affleck discovered that he had. Uh, family members that owned slaves well he was embarrassed so they edited it out hmm. they edited that part out to show to not show that Ben Affleck had had family members because that owned slaves because he wanted
3: to have he that was, good well he was embarrassed image. he was
2: embarrassed right? but it's
3: like American history and here's the thing people like Ben Affleck they and, like him and, and the fact that you had that that like
2: as if black people come jump well, on like you. The oh, Lord. I mean, I don't maybe. But here's my point about that. But here's my, point, I mean, about but here's like, my yeah. point about that. So nobody knew until the emails leaked. Sony had this huge leak, and all these emails oh, that's came where out. It was just, that's where Sony Sony it came out, right? Gonna be, gonna be. So all these emails came out, and they leaked out, and they were like, "Oh my god!" You know, he edited that thing,
3: and it took away and the, 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 incred- the, the integrity of that, of that series. show, right?
2: So Ben Affleck comes out, and he says. And, and he apologizes, and he says, "You know, I was just embarrassed. I took it this way." Ben, everybody gets embarrassed. Please have you that. Didn't do it. Please have that dialogue. Yeah, it's like, okay for to be. It's okay for you to be embarrassed. Let's have the dialogue. Ago. Like yeah. you know what, I'm embarrassed. I just want to show this. That's cool to show that side of it, but I really that's not because nobody's blaming you for owning right. slaves or anything like that. Right. And I think there's a, like when Scott was was it Scott? Who's the Kentucky guy that did? Um, Final Destination.
1: Oh, um, um,
2: not Scott. Uh,
1: I'm gonna Forgive me, yeah, Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Jeffrey.
2: Jeffrey. Uh huh. Jeffrey said something interesting where he said we should frame it in a. In a way that doesn't seem like it's attacking. I'm like, you know what? I'm tired of trying to hold your hand. (laughs) You are a grown-ass man and a grown-ass woman. If you can't handle a conversation... Because nobody's going to say, you own... Everybody's like, listen, feel that way. It's okay if you feel... Let's have a talk. That's American history. But let's frame it in a way that they're not offended. Fuck you. You guys didn't offend everybody, but nobody can offend you? Mm -hmm. By just asking a question? Right. Mm -hmm. So my thing is, if people were stop being disingenuous and be open to having the dialogue and having the conversation there'd be a lot less of this nonsense going on and a lot more openness or or, or
3: things like you know which is kind of part of that but it was something that recently just happened um, not to do with filmmaking but just in terms of how Americans uh, we try to like Re, re, revisionist history, as if no one's oh going to notice. When the Texas textbooks were, was it McGraw Hill? Whatever said we it was, came over as agricultural. They, yeah, they <laughs> talked about the slave trade, and they said it <laughs> as you know oh, that? they said the, oh, there were African workers <laughs> that we brought over, and it's like African workers we came over to help with agriculture. agriculture it's like. <laughs> <laughs> and a mother saw that and took him to task. Like woman. you need to take mm. those books out and tell it what it was, mm. enslavement. And it's like, don't try to act like, you know, but
2: like, they get offended by well, why are you I'm like, Really? You're offended by the fact that this is a misrepresentation of history. Listen, people, let's move on. But don't lie about stuff. Right. Just be like like I'm I really wish they wouldn't do roots too, but whatever.
3: Yeah, I, agree. <laughs> I like yeah, there are why others, would you? There's yeah. other stories. Uh, yeah. uh, another story set in slavery times. Yes. Okay. Like let's get one where we're How about
2: Can we go beyond slavery into outer space? (laughs) How about we go beyond? Can we go beyond there?
3: Can you put some slaves in space?
2: Can we do do (laughs) present stuff? Like, uh, I'm a black person about to walk around the corner and go to Target. Can we do that story? Please. But um, there's this this fear. And this is what you you anticipate what the audience wants. And this is what they'll view. Mm -hmm. And this is what they'll see. Well, how do you know what the audience will view and see if you don't go... Mm -hmm. You know, outside of your little comfort zone. Right. Um, so that's the, that's the issue. If you're not comfortable allowing women into positions of power mm-hmm. or seeing, once again, it's about seeing people as human beings. Right. And is not it, as Is things. it
1: the same? It's funny. When you brought up this question, what was registering in my mind was it's, it's thought of in the industry that, like you said, the women can't do this and women can't do that. Just like, just like the same thought you know, people of color don't translate
3: Overseas, across the right.
1: Is it the same shit?
3: I think it is. Yes. It's, and also, it, jumping on top of that, uh, we had a conversation before him when we were talking to Janique and Dashika and we were talking about how some of the fans of the show and some people who were watching Empire uh, talking about the gay characters why are mm-hmm. we showing them you know or even even the show how to get away from murder's mm-hmm. like all of a sudden like oh do we have to see gay people kissing and mm-hmm. like why is it so uncomfortable for heterosexual people to see two people who might they be in will love destroy the fabric when, of when when America when people who are gender queer or whatever their persuasion fluid, is they call fluid. gender fluid or whatever right. their persuasion is when they have to look at heterosexual people all the time commercials tv film soap everything all the time and all of a sudden when you see somebody else who's like affectionate or showing love all of a sudden it's a problem
2: but here's this once again this thing of entitlement Mm -hmm. that my view is the only view that counts and you need to know how i feel as opposed to shut your silly app Mm -hmm. and why don't you think about somebody else's point of view and i was reading because i like the story i love chopped right Mm -hmm. I like that show and somebody wrote and they said you know um well chopped. I'm gonna. I am going i can not I have to let you go. I can't watch you any longer because you're doing all this gay stuff. I'm like, what's are, gay on the show? They are cooking. Some girl got on there and she said, "I want to win this and take my girlfriend on a trip." Oh, I remember that one. Yeah. I'm like, that bothers you.
1: That is so. so first, first head- of all, we're talking about Bravo. Is it Bravo? What
0: channel
3: is it?
1: Oh, no, that's
0: on Food Network. Okay, yeah. Food network. Yeah.
3: yeah. Still another gay network. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like.
2: Do you really?
3: People listen. doing, people, do, other people who are not like you doing normal stuff that other people do. I just, yeah. it's a problem. we just have to let all that. All they that did stuff. was bring
1: it up. They didn't even show, yeah, that's my, that's they didn't my show point. a picture of a girlfriend. That's my nothing. point. Well, yeah. they
2: said this, it was that and they cited two more things. I'm like, so three things out of mm-hmm. the show's been on for how many years? Yes. Okay. Three things. Hundreds and that, those three things have bothered you out of, you know, 200 episodes. Mm-hmm. And you are remarking about how you can't watch it anymore. Mm-hmm. It's just. The change is coming so quickly and so fast that people can't keep up with it, yeah. so they don't know what to do. They're just they're at a loss. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, that frightens them, and that means that I remember one time I was talking to somebody who believed differently than I did, um, and of course I'm <laughs> open, but they're not, mm-hmm. and they said something. I said, who are you trying to convince, me or you?
0: I don't need I any don't, convincing. Yeah, yeah. You're look, telling,
2: you've worked look,
1: really. This hard. is a whole another episode, but you got to repeat the phrase you said to Terrell. <laughs> what did you say? What did, say? what did you say about Jesus? Christ? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> tell him because you know we, this shit is going on one of my we, scripts. We, right, right.
2: right. We have we have a friend who is he was on the show actually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. We're so proud of him. Um, he works on Undateable. But um, when, people, when people say stuff, I always say to people, I know you think Jesus has an office on Crenshaw, but he don't. Why don't you use the tools that have been given to you here on this earth and get ahead with your life? Right. Quit falling on your knees like, oh, no. And this is not to insult anyone who does that, but use it as an adjunct. Mm-hmm. Because what you do is, when you do that is, you are taking the honors off of yourself and the and any type of responsibility of what you need to do. Mm-hmm. So if you need to get therapy if you need to have a, oh i'm going to write this shitty ass script and pray that somebody likes it no bitch <laughs> write a good script right. learn how to write a good oh, script like a,
1: write a compelling script compelling a compelling script
2: it. or whatever halfway That'll good s- but, snatch a
3: bitch's mind <laughs> when they read it but there's
2: there's a there's a fear it's basically it comes down to fear and you don't want to people don't want to admit that mm-hmm. and it's ego you mentioned this before it's ego mm. um and some people are just... They're just well, vile and evil.
1: It's, it's funny because, you know, I was telling you guys off thing, you know, that I'm having an issue with some shit going mm. on in my life about some gay stuff, you know, because I'm a gay man. And it always tricks me What? Out. Can you believe it? <laughs> You're gay? <okay>. As cool... <laughs> Say What?
2: As... Oh, my God. Where my this is my glasses? I can't. What's my going on here? Touch the pearls and all that Throwing on your gayness in my face like this. The fabric of America. Hang I hear you ripping right now. And, and I'm a dude, bro. Oh, <laughs> my God. Do you hear this, audience? That's the fabric of America. <laughs> ripping.
1: Because <laughs> he's gay. But look. You make me think about that. <laughs> but look. Here's the irony. Mm-hmm. So, what? I I recently had an issue with with some people in my family About me being gay Which I'd never had in my life And the irony was We are from the Bay Area My parents live 15 miles from San Francisco Mm -hmm. And they stay within the little bubble Of their lives Right. right? And I'm just like How do you live that close to San Francisco The gay mecca of the entire universe and you still
2: have this thing in your But head. what you you know, as you were talking, what, I, but
1: what it tells me is where you were starting to go a minute ago. Your ass don't go outside of that. So yeah, that's what I, that's
2: what I was, I was yeah. say what saying. Yeah. When yeah. you just start talking, I'm like, wow, that is that's it's the same thing. Right. You live here, right? Yeah. You see it and have seen. The situation, all of it, all of it yeah. for years, mm-hmm. and you still okay. Are the gonna whole choir, up, God damn it, going to pop up one day and be right. like, "Well, I just what are you yeah, talking right. about? Right. I right.
1: saw something, and I'm, you guys probably know more because you guys read more shit than I do.
2: <laughs> I'd be stuck. That's because we don't have a lovely <laughs> office to write in.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I read scripts. Y'all motherfuckers read about the news <laughs> and shit. Anyway, um, where somebody was talking about the. Um, the, um, fuck, it was just at the top of my head. We were just talking about it a second ago. Oh, about the black choirs. Mm-hmm. And somebody did an article about. Most of the songs that was written were written from some gay dude who wrote it. You know, some queen in the choir wrote mm-hmm. those songs. Without the gay people in the church, the black church would be destroyed. There was the, something to that. Right. It was hilarious. Right. i got to find that article. That's Without
2: funny. the gay people in anywhere.
3: Okay.
1: <laughs> I'm not saying
2: that everybody that created something was gay. Right. But pe- the people that are crazy, schizophrenic, artistic. gay, whatever. They're, those are very artistic people yeah. who thought outside the box. Mm-hmm. People Which is why sick.
1: Hollywood is so half and half, mm. you know, because... And, and frightened of themselves. Yes. Mm. Frightened of themselves.
2: You know, and, and I don't think that that Matt was telling them to get back in the closet. He was just saying that it makes it hard and whatever. He's, I was, what did he say? Because I didn't even hear
1: about that. What happened? Basically, basically he just
3: said that... Uh, let's cause he had, let's he, get his quote. <laughs> 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 get Go ahead. Keep talking. To paraphrase, basically, he was saying that... And he had mentioned um, Rupert... What was the actor? The the gay actor who Rupert came... Rupert, Rupert Everett. Yeah, Everett. Yeah, who I love. He said that, you know... Basically, if Rupert had never come out and said anything, he might have gotten more roles, and that he feels that gay actors probably shouldn't be so out there because, and putting their personal life out there because it's going to hinder them. From getting roles and people accepting them as actors wow.
2: blah 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 so, so basically well, stay in the closet I will say this I think that you know you have to be very careful about what the media because it's
1: from. really hurt no Patrick Harris hasn't it?
2: we are right really yeah. how are
1: you gonna movie? play a womanizer on the show okay after he's already a dead, believable one too yeah
2: <laughs> here's what he says um Matt Damon is courting uh, seven ugly implications let's see what he says so, okay it's painful this is the wrap mm-hmm. um
1: Is that legit?
2: Yeah. (laughs) Matt Damon defends gay remarks. It is painful when things get said that you don't believe. Um, And I really don't, like I said, I don't believe that he believes this. The Martian star visits Ellen after suggesting to the Guardian that gay actors should stay in the closet. Um, I was just trying to say actors are more effective when they are a mystery, right? The actor said in their preview release Monday. And somebody picked it up and said, I said gay actors should stay in the closet. Basically, what he was—that's what he said. He said you should remain a mystery. Nobody should know anything about you. Um,
3: but he's I kind of see but, that. But, but but you're doing but, but he's doing interviews about his personal life and his friends. Does he
2: though? I don't know if he, because they're always playing like you know I'm fucking Matt Damon and I'm you know they do those kind of things. But he said this is what he said. Uh, I mean, which is like I mean it's stupid, but it's painful when thing. Uh, why does this thing keep doing this? You Start no to, range.
1: It just starts to do its own. Sorry, but um, anyway,
2: that's what he said basically. And he said, "I didn't really say that. This is what they picked up and said that I said." And I don't believe that. Um, I'm just saying that they should have an air of mystery about them, and and I don't think that he does believe that. I mean, I don't. I don't hmm. think he. When I look at him, you can tell that some people believe that. Like who are the like Dolce and Gabbana, they're hateful. Hmm. They, now they're gay. And they're hateful. Mm. Gay people shouldn't get married and have children. You, know, you sit your ass down somewhere.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and make my clothes. And they were together shit. for years. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I don't want you make no clothes. Make, make my
3: shoes. Um,
2: and somebody else is really uh, one of those gay, not Rupert Everett, is another gay actor who's known. Really? Yeah, British. And he was saying some really rancid stuff. Um,
1: yeah, so that's just hate for your
2: own That's self. just well, hateful.
3: Yeah, I mean, like you said, we're in a, in a time right now where there's a lot of changes going on. And the powers that be That have always been seated And been very comfortable Are seeing some really And I think it's because Of social media And because people Can speak truth to power And because it goes so viral And because there's so much You know Pushback And people are clapping back hard And it's really having A huge impact On the industry I just I just feel like People are just really scared And they shouldn't be It's like we you know, this is like the dawning of the age. Well, of, embrace it. the age of Aquarius. You need to embrace it they need embrace because it's it. gonna make you some money
2: because you know what? <laughs> here's what they're about to do. The record industry did not embrace iTunes and all that kind of stuff, and look mm-hmm. what happened to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> television is about to do the same out? yeah no. they're about to do the same thing by not embrace cuz it changes so much VOD SVOD mm-hmm. all these different outlets and blah blah, blah blah and quit hiring the same six white guys to do every show mm-hmm. <laughs> no seriously mm-hmm. quit hiring the same six white guys mm-hmm. there's other people who have other stories to start tell start
3: mentoring those people start. so you have that pipeline so you won't have meetings like well we're not going to have enough showrunners right
2: we're not going to have enough showrunners because exactly. you're
3: not right. mentoring any new people cuz you keep right. going to the same old same old
2: that's right you know so i just think once again it's fear. They it's need
1: to have it in the budget to send their staff writers to the fucking to produce place. their own shows. Mm-hmm. How are they going to grow if they don't? Because nobody's being moved up to to, right. to a story editor. Mm-hmm. So if they stay at staff writer, they're never learning shit. except That's right. For mm-hmm. How to write in the room?
2: Unless you learn it on your own,
1: you know. What I mean? Yeah. Unless mm-hmm. you start producing your own. Shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So
2: it's just, it's just. I just think that it's it's the fear that needs to be addressed, and it's okay. Which is the point I was making about. Um, Ben was like, "It's okay. This, it's okay for you to be afraid. It's okay for you to be embarrassed. It's okay I would have loved have to have
1: emotions. seen that yeah. that moment. You yeah. know what I mean? Matter of fact, they should have re-aired it after he
2: okayed it. And he did, And he was he was sitting and he was sitting up all tight and whatever. I'm like, it's okay. He's very uptight. He's like, I just didn't want his voice was cracking. Mm-hmm. I just didn't want you know it embarrassed me. So and that's okay to be mm-hmm. embarrassed. It's yeah. cool to be. We all get embarrassed. Mm-hmm. Show me somebody, but people who's think not, they're perfect though." Well, you show me somebody that's perfect, I'll show you a robot. Or are Jesus.
3: Okay. <laughs> he said a robot or I Jesus. I mean, you know, and a
2: robot kills and goes crazy, too. Yeah. So, mm-hmm.
3: Well, I mean, just like I said, all the things that we talked about today in terms of, like, the Martian and the Asian characters being whitewashed, women. from women directors to this whole incident now Project Greenlight, all these things that are happening, I think that people just need to, like, step outside their comfort zone, you know, get you, as Cat Williams would say, the prophet. <laughs> Cat Williams would say, get yourself some black friends and other folk, you know, get out, mm-hmm. you know, or Dave mm-hmm. Chappelle, like, get yourself some friends, get involved in some things, uh, read some books. If you're too scared to go talk to people, mm-hmm. uh, read some books and things and just, just watch other films, look at what the world is and um, and embrace that. I mean,
2: and if you don't want to do that, that's OK. And just that's OK. Don't 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 walk out.
0: Just,
3: just don't lie.
2: Yeah. And decision makers do not need to be that way. They need to step outside of yeah. there.
1: I mean, we, we should be clearly from, and we'll wrap this up, but we should be clearly at a place, and this is for any writer, white, black, or anything, we should be writing from a place, unless it's definitely, specifically a time or a place in the world where there just happens to just be a certain, mm-hmm. you know, race. Mm-hmm. You should be thinking Outside the box anyway you That's should, right You should be trying to go You're right. How good would this look If there was a black cop In a white cup? How good would this look If there was a woman In the box You know
3: what I mean mm-hmm. Whatever right. Not the check the box Kind of thing Or oh, we no. have that More like Hey is it interesting Because sometimes That's Just right. switching a character's Sex Or race, or Mm -hmm. something else, their ability—whether it's a disability—it changes and shifts the tone of the story, and it might enrich it in ways you hadn't originally thought about doing. Story, story,
2: story. Make sure it serves the story. And please don't just
3: put random folk anywhere. For example, I love the show Vikings. Ragnar Loughrook is my man. Mm -hmm. I—that is my man. But if I see any black people floating around that time period, or any person who is not gorgeous and white, lying, I'm like. Yeah, see so y'all Yeah, I mean I God bless you for throwing Somebody randomly in there But I want to see that I want to see my fine white folks From northern Europe That's interesting And, and leave see, it that Another That's a whole other conversation Like don't You don't have an issue with that I don't No Because that's a I specific Time and place mm-hmm. That was a specific This The storyline is specifically Dealing with the Viking people mm-hmm. ca- uh, Encountering the English And the French For the first time Them going and Fucking up English people mm-hmm. Vikings were some Hardcore motherfuckers though And You know, them dealing with race and religion, just the racial, not even race, but more like the ethnic groups in their own whiteness. It's fascinating, and I love it in terms of paganism, the new religion of Christianity. Um, What do you do when you have people who are pagans and have their old gods who are, are encountering new gods? And it's all white people, and I fucking love that show. I love that we, show you actually,
2: That's a good Because I, I don't I don't have a problem show. with
3: Yeah I don't have a problem When it makes sense It yeah. makes sense
2: Like Supergirl is on now And Jimmy Olsen's now black And that's
3: not to say The people, mm-hmm. people of color Weren't there in those Medieval days No 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 Like no. for example If they were go to England Hey There's There Mores, were people of color yeah. Who were there The Moors and stuff like mm-hmm. that But we're specifically Northern Europe, Viking, right. that kind of thing. I fucking love that show, and so I would actually be like looking at you sideways if you threw in some. But we should. I mean, like, like, like I don't.
2: Hmm. I have a. I do have a problem now with. I think you made Jimmy Olsen black just to have somebody black on the thing. Unlike, you know, some it of the others. Sounds
1: other sh- a little convenient. Yeah, yeah it's like,
2: very convenient. Jimmy Olsen has never. Been, I mean, Superman is always whack to me anyway because he's yeah. such a Boy Scout. Mm-hmm. But unlike. <laughs> Like the Arrow or Flash, where I, we don't really know that much about those yeah, characters. Know, yeah, yeah. yeah, so you can put black characters mm-hmm. and people of other methods mm-hmm. and it works. But Superman and Supergirl are iconic. Mm-hmm. So I don't need to see a white, a black Jimmy Olsen. Yeah, that's not and what we're talking problem. about. we are just talking
1: about? Fill up the yeah, world. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't have a yeah. problem yeah.
2: with that. So if that... And that's how they wrote that stuff yeah. back in that time. Mm-hmm. So back to, to your right, point. Right. I don't want to see... Uh, like Game of Thrones is a little different because they can bring people from all over the world. It's yeah, the world yeah. yeah. like yeah, fantasy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I don't...
3: On Vikings, I don't need yeah, to see Yeah, Vikings is based on heroic... A real person... A stork thing, but they kind of bend some of the storylines and stuff. But it's I'm going to try to on get one stuff. of the
1: producers from Game of Thrones on here. Because I'm because I'm right downstairs, and I got to get my butt down. The, <laughs> and,
3: and, my, and my friend Dan
1: keeps saying, come down and say hi. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm going to go down. I'm going to go down. I'm that would so be the anyway, bomb. And
3: the whole point of all this is embrace change. That's right. Be authentic with it. That's right. You know, don't just randomly check out the box. And explore difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just, and if, it were, if it doesn't work for your story, like if your world, hey, it has to be white or it has to be all black. Hey, mm-hmm. Go to it. Just you know, just be open to some things, and just know you know. Just be open. And let me
2: just say this before you wrap it up.
3: Times up. (laughs) This (laughs) is
2: okay. This is this is why you as this this is what separates you as a writer, uh, as a good writer from a great writer or, or a horrible writer. Great writers go out and observe humanity. They sit at coffee shops and just Mm -hmm. listen to people's dialect. Mm -hmm. They listen to how people talk. They listen to, and they go to different places. I go to different places and listen to people Mm -hmm. talk. Um, When I was in Thailand and these, and I'm not the Chinese that I met, they were rude. Mm. They were rude as hell. Mm -hmm. They would, you'd be on a small sidewalk and they would, this is just who I met in Thailand, right? So they would take up the whole sidewalk and just walk right into you. Oh, yeah. So I just start elbowing them, and they go ah! Oh! They throw their hands up and be very dramatic. I'm like, "This is interesting that they're this dramatic, you know." But you talk to the Thai people there and how mm-hmm. they feel about that. Is it all people? No, but it's that experience there. So go out. I used to
1: notice them when I lived in San Francisco. They felt aggressive, and I, felt I just think it's because it's like that there. They have to rush to be the first one on the on the on the whatever. bus or whatever. It just seemed like they had that that thing,
2: and it mm. drove me. Crazy. And one of them, my my cousin is married. To, she told him she's gonna come and stab him. I'm gonna come stab you that doesn't mean that they're all like please but I'm saying that when you look at it you say okay because there's some they're very nice mm-hmm. they're very cool they're very uh they're they have been um uh, uh, I don't want to say ingratiated or groomed or whatever but um, they just have a different you know they' they've they've been exposed and they go, there's different ways to look at things. So expose yourself. Get out into different cultures. Listen to what people are saying and not just one vet because no race or ethnicity is monolithic.
3: Right. Mm-hmm. You can't just go to
2: one person like and like they represent everybody. Right, they represent entire it's race.
3: Several.
1: You know. So Well great episode, y'all. That was cool we just, just chopping it up yeah, we just just Talking it up about out. some so, things That
3: are going on In the industry exactly. That we think that You know People need to be need Thinking to be about yeah. So where you at Lisa Lisa Colt, James? Uh You can come and see me At uh, Twitter Of course uh, You can also find me Writing uh, film reviews With an intersectional Feminist slant On BitchFlix. Uh, I'm going to try to be On our Speaking Facebook page
1: mm-hmm. going to Post something On
3: <laughs> damn page On Facebook I will have to post <laughs> Some of our stuff On our Facebook I'm page them all
1: up. <laughs> Get them all And post them all On there that's all. He we just need some more, you see more I, content You
3: see, on I, you see how you just put me on blast? I have don't, to Don't listen to you don't him. To you can now. find me also lurking in the hashtag <laughs> Saturday Night Sci-Fi <laughs> or Friday Night Horror. You just hush up over there. And I'm always live tweeting uh, when I get a chance to. When I'm, I'm at home mm. and I can watch the shows on the same nights. Uh, big fan of Sleepy Hollow and um, Empire. And um, how to get away from murder and all the genre shows, that well, kind of hey, thing. How about Viola and them kissed on that last episode? I
2: like, <laughs> Jesus, take the wheel. Uh. <laughs> That's what they say. saying. I'm at, at killer underscore brew on Twitter. <laughs>
3: ah, no, ah, you I'm got it.
2: Yes. <laughs> he He's remember where he um, is. Uh-huh. And uh, so hit me up there. That's
1: what's up. And I'm your host, Hilliard Guest. You guys can find me on Twitter at Hilliard Guest or follow the show, screenwritersrantroom at gmail.com. Um, again, we're going to be doing a show coming up soon. I Which I could go deep like you. Soon, soon, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so um, we're going to be doing an episode soon. Uh, question and answer um, episode. I see we got a couple of them on Twitter. Send oh, some more. Yes, nice. Send, send us some send more questions. More. So questions. yeah, send us some more, and um, we'll catalog them, and we'll do an episode. We'll just go in. Uh, we can even go in and do a two part if we need to if we get enough. Yeah. Um. So let so know that we're going to be doing that. So start thinking about shit, <laughs> and uh, we'll put it that together. Um, please go on iTunes, give us a five star review, and follow the show, um, subscribe, and also um, please tweet and um, retweet this motherfucker and all that shit. <laughs> let people know you guys are listening to the show. We appreciate it. We love you. Um. Shit like that. It okay. Mm-hmm. So y'all know Welcome what to, to the do.
0: Welcome to the rain, Room